You're listening to the one of us.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at one of us net at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage one of us.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, ten, or twenty five dollars and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. You know, any movie that starts off with a pun immediately, I'm giving it some benefit of the doubt because the tender bar and it shows on the poster, a bar with Ben Affleck talking to a guy across the bar and looking (laughs) sensitive. And I'm like, oh, I get it. It's like the bartender. But oh. it's a tender bar. Oh, did, you, did you just not get that? No, no I, like, I never realized that. Never that. <laughs> that never occurred to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at you being clever, George Clooney. Or I didn't see the Clooney poster, so... That, yeah, that's, no, that's it's written, written by uh, William Monaghan. It's, it's a, an adaptation of a memoir from 2005 by journalist J.R. Moringer, and it's about his life. Apparently pretty close to the true story, not 100%, and they definitely took some departures with this film, went in different directions, which yeah. he was like, sure, why not? Whatever, I get it. It's a different art form. The movie. Yeah. But Monaghan, who wrote this... <laughs> Uh, his second produced screenplay was The Departed, which got him a uh, WGA award. You have to say it and, like The Departed. Uh, and Academy <laughs> Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. So I'm like, okay, uh, Monahan's big news. To some degree, so is the cast here. Now, <laughs> Affleck definitely had a long stretch of his career post, was it Geely? Is that it? Geely. Where he kind of became a whipping boy for a lot of people and the internet in general. Like lots of. Well, that movie I mean, fucked up everybody. When you though. make paycheck, uh, yeah. you, you kind of asking for it. I mean, he. Took he, a lot he of had some ups and downs. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's only really just almost immediately that he started doing some profile projects that people were like, wow, yeah. Affleck's doing really good work again, most notably with the film I'm blanking on the name of where he played an the alcoholic. Oh, wait, no. You're thinking The of Way Back. The, the Way the Back. Way back which Hollywood Land. Did you see Hollywood Land? Yeah, that wasn't very good. Oh, that was great. Oh, was great it's in. another Frank Loved movie. And, but and Gone Girl. He was amazing in Gone Girl. Right, but Gone. he's, you know, he's been hit and miss. And even that yeah. Gone Girl, it's fun, but it's campy and it's not all oh, about Affleck's on. performance. <laughs> oh, I would say that movie is so much about Affleck. Sorry. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, not to get into a Ben Affleck career retrospective. Welcome to Affleck Talk. But Let's I talk about Mallrats now. The tender, bar, the tender Bar is like a movie that somebody who was just a big fan of Ben Affleck at his best wrote for Ben Affleck. It kind of feels like, I can't picture now anyone else playing this role. It would be impossible. Of the this world's is, best uncle to like a nine-year-old boy. I feel this, this, is what, this is what Ben Affleck would have become if he hadn't gone to Hollywood. Like, he just would have been the guy who owned the expensive literary bar. Or yeah, the literary I, neighborhood bar that like was cool to everybody, but yeah. was still like kind of a party dude. Yeah, and Matt Damon would come and visit him every once in a while or something. Right. You know? Oh, yeah, everyone's like, "Look, it's my it's my friend Matt Damon, big Hollywood 
star. I don't know why it never happened for me. It's a jaw. I don't because he never met Kevin Smith. It just never started. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was the thing that propelled him into. It, it helped him a lot, actually. It did it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> once again, not to get into a Ben Affleck career retrospective. Yes, yeah, so we could go all day about that. We are going to talk about. Yeah, we're what not if? going to for sure. Let's talk about his relationship edition. with J Lo now. <laughs> oh my god. Which one? <laughs> yes. We'll talk about the whole thing. Oh my god. Welcome to the J Lo. This is my nightmare. <laughs> Welcome to the Benefer podcast. Uh, I just got to shudder like someone rocked over my let's grave. Do, let's watch with those with, with uh, Gili. That'll be fun. No, watch if Gili. I wanted this, I would go to karaoke with Frank after the <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's Frank. Say hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. And then joining me is Alan. Hello. And Spider Mike. Howdy, howdy. And I am Chris. All right, so the story follows JR, uh, which is Junior, but he is like, I'm going to go by JR because his dad is a real piece of shit, played by Max Martini. He is the voice who is a DJ that's extremely popular. So, like, when the kid wants to feel near him, he just turns on the radio. But the thing is, he's a deadbeat dad. He's kind of left him and the mom, played by Lily Rabe. And the mom has taken the kid, played as a younger version here, for, like, the first quarter or so of the film by Daniel Ranieri, back to the homestead, where Grandpa, played by a very gruff-looking Christopher Lloyd, has got the house where a lot of people are still living in of his kids, (laughs) including his son, Ben Affleck, Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie is the coolest uncle that's ever been. And we realize this very early in this film as like, you know, you're like, oh, this is sad. This kid, like, he's never going to have a father figure. It's like, like, not even 30 seconds in meeting Ben Affleck. You're like, yeah, he's going to be okay. He's, he's going to be okay. It's fine. And like, you worry. This is a type of film specifically and coming out this time of year. You worry. It's like, ah, oh, shit. It's going to make you love him. And then it's going to drop some bullshit about him about halfway you could, through the You film. could feel like, oh, when, when is the melodrama going to hit? Yeah. When is it going to do that? Yeah, there's a part where I'm like, is he going to die at this point? And then, yeah, likely, yeah, then never... something that's going to make me just, like, start to hate him. But he, they never do. You fall in love with him immediately. Like, yeah. one of the first things he does with the kids, he's like, like, you're bad at sports. I'm yeah. just going to tell you that right now, so you don't yeah. try to fucking keep doing that <laughs> shit. <laughs> we are hearing this whole thing narrated by the future, the, the adult version of him played by, voiced by Ron Livingston, but the person we eventually see full on in this movie, and that is, like, going through in flashbacks on a train until we get to the point where, like, okay, now we're just telling his story, uh, is Ty Sheridan as JR. He wants to be a writer. His mom is kind of scattered. Lily Rabe doesn't really know what's go- going on in her <laughs> own life. The house is kind of a source of chaos and unrest often. Everyone kind of snipes at each other all the time, but ultimately kind of gets along. Grandpa is an old curmudgeon and kind of an alcoholic. But here's the thing. Despite all these problems and all these wounded people, the only real person that's a serious problem in this movie is Dad, oh, uh, the voice. 100%. And he's barely in it, because this isn't the kind of movie I thought it was going to be, and I couldn't be happier to find that out that it wasn't. Because this is the type of movie that's like about the bonding of a kid with a new father figure in his life and how their relationship really changed him and his whole life and gave him direction. And man, it is, you know, I almost never use this term because I rarely feel it, but it's fucking heartwarming as shit. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I don't think I've ever heard you use that term before. Right? But you're right. It is kind of like you walk into this movie thinking, okay, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. This, you know, story point is going to happen. And some of them genuinely do, but others do not. This is, I would venture to gets really true to the memoir and some of the points of this guy's life are familiar um that's just the way life has played out for him but i do love that this movie it does turn stuff on its head like there's this one scene with ben affleck's character uncle charlie when he confronts jr's dad and jr's dad kicks his ass <laughs> any other movie i would expect to see that the, the cool uncle is gonna take out the dad and send him on his way like no 
I thought that was that was a great little touch. It's there not even nice... a fight. Like, it's one-sided as hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are nice touches like that. The dramatic tension is sort of there throughout the movie, but yeah. I, I, didn't, I don't think I love this movie as much as y'all did, maybe. Dramatic tension is not there at all, which I'm down for movies like that, where it's just, like, closer to real life, where it's telling, like, a sweet story. Slice of life, of age. Yeah. I'm into that. My problem with this is no dramatic tension there, and it's also only really working when Ben Affleck's on screen. Luckily, he's there a lot. It's like I feel like in the script, it is when it got to his lines, all it said was "be charming." Yeah, just be, be <laughs> like ben, be Ben Affleck, and, and then he just like, bartender gets to like <laughs> be handsome behind a bar and charming, and it's like following and like yeah. And then other people at all the lines get to him again, charming again. I mean, he's really <laughs> his character from Goodwill Hunting if he had grown up and opened a bar. Uh, yeah, like, no, he's, very, yeah. he's very literary, think, but was never going to go to the next level. I think level, he knows. Knows you know. those guys from that world. I think he knows yeah. that world so well. And he grew up in it, didn't he? As much of a walk apart as it is, he's so great in this. You're right. There's not a lot of dramatic tension. The movie coasts on pure charm and well-written dialogue. I kind of wish they had done more with Christopher Lloyd, because when he finally gets a moment to shine in the, the top of the third act, you're like, oh, that was great. Why didn't we get more Christopher Lloyd in this movie? <laughs> and Lily Rabe is kind of largely resignated to the background of this. She doesn't get very much to do at all. She's always there, but they don't do anything with her, which is odd. I kind of wish like everybody in this had been written at the same level as Ben Affleck of just sort of like, wow, we're giving him snappy dialogue. Mm -hmm. and It's my my biggest, because even like our star, like Ty Sheridan, he's not in the first half of the movie because he's younger. And then when he's in there, it's like flashbacks and he's mostly silent. And then when he gets any agency, all his dramatic stuff's tied up in this on-again, off-again relationship with a character we don't get that much time with. Yeah. I guess if it's from his point of view, it'd been on and off with us in the movie, but no one else has like the pool that Ben Affleck does in this movie. I think including our star. Well, it's probably because this was the defining relationship in his life and that is the one he felt shaped him the most and formed him the most that's pretty much what the movie's trying to do because it is based on a guy's life and so all it did is it took all the parts that it basically involved affleck and a lot of the stuff of his sage wisdom that gets him through the on again off again idea of just like well what do i do now because that's the thing i like the most about the ty sheridan parts is it's, it's a lot of him just being like okay what do i do from here ben affleck will be like well stop being a bitch and then <laughs> and he's like i'm gonna go work for the post then and then it would just go from there and like it's just it's a lot of that yeah it's and it's really like well. two different types of coming of age stories because there's the one that's like the little little kid easing his pain through finding a new family basically a new place to be comfortable and then the story of the adult just going to college you know first love first jobs deciding what he wants to do which is handled very differently partially because Affleck isn't in that part anywhere near as much so we really have to rely more on Ty Sheridan who I think this is one of his better performances uh, as an adult certainly but it never has that same sparkle as those Sequ- that, I think that's what first really hour. killed me. Like, I think my problem is with Ty Sheridan in it. Like, he's not bad by any means. No. He's dealt a shorthand. Like, in the first one, he's not in, for, in the first part of the movie, and Ben Affleck is. And it's really exciting. And when Ben Affleck disappears, and then it's the first he's time ch- his Ty problem, Sheridan gets to even talk, really. His problem is he's less interesting than the supporting character. When your lead character yeah. is like... Exactly. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a problem. Yeah. yeah. I think that there's definitely a longer cut of this movie. Because you watch the credits, there's all of these sequences of the kid hanging out with Ben Affleck. Like, he's teaching him how to drive. Like, they're on a beach kind of thing. These are whole scenes that it's clearly the these I, people are talking. I could watch two hours of that kid driving around with Ben Affleck. This oh, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. is like, movie. The, yeah, yeah. You could do that. The best parts was watching this kid, like, get with his family and just, like 
love the idea of this home and I wanted more of that. And seeing those credits made me realize there is more of that, but that shit definitely got cut out. Clooney probably looked at it and he's like, oh, Ty is like in 10 minutes of this movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Clooney directed this and Clooney, after a very strong start to his career as yeah. a director, <laughs> has just sort of done middle of the road films since then. Uh-oh. Some not very good at all. You're being Some high. acceptable. <laughs> this is probably the best film he's made since his second film. Yes, you I know? agree. Like, I can agree with uh, that. Does, like, his stretch made you look back at those like first couple and be like, was this kind of a fluke? Or was like, everyone was just hot for Clooney, so we liked it more? Because he's gone through a pretty rough run of... Yeah. yeah. Thoroughly mediocre yeah. films, yeah. no question. What was the last uh, thing he did before this? Uh, he just did that science fiction The movie, Midnight the, Sky. The, that was terrible. I did not oh watch my God. Yeah. Which is two that movies and neither one of them works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, because Confession of the Dangerous Mind, like, uh, that's... It's amazing. Yeah, that movie's that's amazing. Like, like, I know he's still got so that. So it's Good Night and Good Luck. Oh, yes. Really, really great. Yes. This yes. is the first time this kid has been in a movie, is, uh, like, at least that I remember them saying that during the Q&A that we saw, because we got a Q&A when we saw the screening. That kid is fucking great. Gives his all in this movie, and he's so Tom, much fun. Ty Sheridan? No, the kid that like is the younger oh, version okay, of Ty okay. Sheridan. Yeah, I think it was the first time. Like they said, that was like the first time the kid was ever. I was gonna say acting. We, we actually got to see a Q and A with Lily Rabe and Ty Sheridan there. Yeah. They yeah. both seemed kind of uncomfortable. But uh, well, I mean, what's cause... weird was that Jeff Nichols, <laughs> the the writer director, who's very famous in his own right, yeah. and directed Ty Sheridan in his first movie, Mud, which is terrific. If you've never seen it, you should yeah, see it. Totally. I guess he lives in Austin. Because yeah. he was just here. He, he, yeah. He's uh, always lived there. My friend Michelle used to be his nanny. Okay. Well, <laughs> so crazy. he was like, they asked me to do the interview because, uh, well, because Ty and I have been friends ever since he did Mud all these years ago. <laughs> I'm just like, that's great. When's your next movie coming out? Yeah. Because I want to see that. It I'm was very a very curious. short Q&A. My favorite part of the Q&A. Kind was... of like, the stage kind of threw them off. I didn't, you know, yeah. like, poorly the rapist was like, is adorably pregnant. It was like, uh, you want me to get up there? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, had to, I remember I had to run out of our screening. I had like mild emergency. I was like, oh, fuck, I got to leave. And as I was leaving, I saw them and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, my like, favorite part of the right Q&A was that he was like, I haven't even seen this movie, so I don't even know what I'm supposed to be asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm surprised so many, like, this is under 50% of Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of critics are shitting on it. There are a few that, and very prominent ones who really genuinely like this while still saying, as you said, there's not a lot of dramatic tension. This coasts on charm, but wow. Wow, what charm. So it's well worth your time. But uh, some of the stuff I've seen is just people who just seem predisposed to hate this fucking thing. Like the word heartwarming makes them shudder. And the yeah. word the Ben Affleck playing this type of character makes them shudder. It's like, just watch the goddamn movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't, I mean, don't try to be smarter than everything. Sometimes it's okay to have a movie that literally is just a smart feel good movie, which is what the tender bar is. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, it feels is very slight. Like I remember yeah. after it ended, I was like, why did he write this as a memoir? I was like, nothing interesting happened well, to this guy. <laughs> Like, he thinks like, it did. They say, it's his they, life. They say repeatedly in their memoirs are really big right now. That's yeah, like, yeah. I, there's no melodrama. I mean, that's fine. I don't need that in every movie. But it did feel very slight, and it didn't feel very good. It just felt very okay. <laughs> okay. I did not like leave this being like, man, fuck that movie. I just let that be like, I saw but a is, movie. But, but is that a criticism now? Like where everything we need to see needs to blow our minds because it's December and that like do, yeah, is, that, well, is that the bar we're at right no, now? It's I mean, the we saw bar. it like. <laughs> <laughs> I see almost everything I can, and I am all about like meeting a movie at its intention, right? And how well it accomplished that intention. That's like how I judge any movie I see. Yeah, I wasn't expecting like to be devastated by this, or like, oh, is this going to be this emotional journey? I saw the poster, I saw the director, writer, Ben Affleck. I was like, I kind of had a feeling for it to be. It was a little less dramatic than I thought, which I actually enjoyed when that choice was happening. I was like, 
oh, cool. Like, I like, can relax. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it bumps it up. It's like, they're not going to go for like a cheap gut punch thing. Like, that so, manipulative that bullshit. Which like, I, and then Ben Affleck molested him. Yeah. It was like, you know, <laughs> he, was, insane. he was the Black Dahlia killer. I know, it, it, and I hate it when movies like this do that. Then he made Geely. Oh, and it did that, which actually, it bumped my estimation of it a little bit. But even then, it's been a couple weeks since we saw it, and I'm struggling to remember lots of parts mm. of it. It's very breezy. Fine. It's <laughs> yeah. enjoyable. Well, keep going to your final thoughts, Alan. It's very slight. It's not offensive. I wouldn't say, with all the other movies, you know, I wouldn't burn a movie ticket on it, maybe. Going it's to coming movies, out on Amazon very shortly. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, the, you know, we still got the COVID. If we're in masks, depending on where you are, like, I wouldn't risk the life for this one. <laughs> you know, like, you can watch it on Prime. <laughs> exactly. But if you're at home, it's Christmas time, it's like you want something to put on when you're relaxing, it's going to be a nice one to watch, I think. So I'm going to go, like, straight up in the middle, five and a half out of ten, right down the middle. Not mad. Not, 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 not mad. Bad. Not happy. <laughs> not bad. Not good. It's right there. Five and a half out of ten books in a bar. Damn. Frank? <laughs> I gave Gucci a six. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Gu- Gucci is 6.9. Yeah, I can't. I, I, you described it as just in the middle. I described five and a half as barely above average. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's a little harsh. My rating system's all over the place. I never know. It like, doesn't matter. The yeah. number is it's arbitrary. arbitrary. Yeah. Yeah. The, so. yeah. the feeling is it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like and Affleck is like all time charming in it. So. Yeah. Frank, what about you? Affleck is really charming in this. If there is one problem that this movie has, even though it is a little shapeless and directionless in the beginning until you find out that it is going to be about this series of moments of how this guy became this guy. Once you understand that that's what this movie is doing, um, it works. But like we said, Affleck is the most engaging character in this. He is so interesting to watch. He's full of pearls of wisdom. Little conventional, some that are just, you know, plucked from real life. Ty Sheridan, unfortunately... That's a hard act to compete with, and I hate to use the word compete, but when you're supporting character, like I said before, when you're supporting characters like that much more entertaining than your main one, you know, that's a little bit of a, uh. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this. I've heard a couple critics say that word, which I hate hearing now, which is meandering. I can't stand that word now. It's right there with emotionally manipulative. Let's just retire it. But and pretentious. It is very pretentious. And <laughs> no, people... yeah, to use that term, I just mean the word pretentious in, a, in describing art. Oh, okay. Oh, well, it's like, that is the most from one person's viewpoint thing Frank, ever. you're emotionally manipulating meaning and being very pretentious. Right? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. You're meandering. Re- reti- retiring <laughs> this, because I, you know, my rule of thumb is if a movie is meandering and it's a bad one, it's aimless. If it's good, it's slice of life. And this one is totally slice of life. You know, it is about the environment and the people in it, uh, specifically this one very important figure and this young, this young man that was, you know, molded and shaped by it. This journey of how he became who he became. It works more than it doesn't. It's pleasant. Uh, I want to show this to my dad on Christmas Day. No real complaints. Going to give this 7 out of 10 awkward Christmas mornings. Because, geez. <laughs> both of my things are <laughs> Wow. Oh, sorry. My- <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> How could he know? How could he know? I, that was my backup one, too, which is the worst part. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. My- which one was yours? I forgot oh. you was yours. His was the books in the books. Books in the books. Which was yeah. my we first one. Oh. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> no, the thing, yeah, the thing is, I like. I think I like this movie slightly more than you guys. I'm not. Say, I'm not going to say like I love this movie. Like I don't watch as nearly as many movies as you guys do. That's healthy. Um, in my- <laughs> I don't know if that's healthy or technically. Well, no, the gamer. But, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, okay, gamer and comics. So yeah, but yeah, the thing is, this movie is like Frank said, a slice of life. But it's not just so much a slice of life as it's a series of greatest hits from a memoir. And so it really comes down to the fact that that's one of the reasons we don't get as many things as we would want from it. 
Because at that point, you'd better off just reading the memoir. Clooney took what he thought was the most important moments of this guy's life that shaped who he is. The moment he gets there originally, the moment he sees his uncle get his ass beat. One of the first times he talks with his dad in that car, going to Yale, the stuff that happens in Yale. Yeah, his jobs, like the relationship, all these things. It's just a series of greatest hits. And either you're going to like that or you're not. Ben Affleck is charming as hell in it, of course. But I actually did like a lot of the Ty Sheridan part of him going through this, like, almost obsessive idea of just, like, I want to get the girl and I I want to know how to. And it, it accidentally shaping who he becomes as it progresses. Mm. Because I felt that somewhat. I thought that was interesting enough, even without the Ben Affleck parts. But there's so much about the Ben Affleck parts that are so charming. And so heartwarming that you can't help but love every single moment that he's on screen. Even the Christopher Lloyd parts are great, especially the parts where he's just like, I didn't fart. You think like, just like <laughs> random shit like that. Cause it's just seeing a wacky little family and, and you get why he likes where he is. Like there's that great moment with his mom where he's just like, well, you don't have to come back. He's like, but this is home. Like this is where I feel the best. I would have to give it 7.5 out of 10. Best friends they'll tell it like it is. Or I was going to say articles that are written. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, fair enough. You know, Amazon Prime is really into sort of the breezy. We're only kind of taking this a little bit like stressful. We're like, we're kind of getting past stressful points real fast to like get to the fun part, charming parts, biopics. There's been a several of them in the last two years on Amazon, and that's kind of becoming their thing. I don't know what it is. I've liked all of them, and almost all of them have been treated the same way by the critics. Like, oh, I want this to be more serious and important. It's like, you know what? Sometimes it's fun to watch a well-made film about interesting people yeah. that's charming and funny and has good actors in it. Yeah. Uh, Lest I we don't, forget, oh, like, Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like, you, you could have gotten that. Just like this version. Exactly. Like, oh. I'm, I'm happy every once in a while to watch a film that something tragic is not going to happen in, and that is definitely <laughs> yes. this particular film. Even when it gets to that point where it finally reaches this plateau in the third act where you're like, oh, this is where the shit's gonna go down, something's gonna go horribly wrong, it's gonna change the form of this kid's life. And then it's like the most sensible possible decision anybody could yeah, make. Exactly. You're like, oh, okay, well, there you go. I kind of left this going, man, I feel good. I feel good watching, having just seen that. And yeah, it's slight. There's not a lot of dramatic tension, but I always had a good time. The Ty Sheridan parts are good. They're just, you miss Ben Affleck when he's not there because mm. he is so fucking charming in this thing. Yeah. Unlike in The Last Duel. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> had to throw in a dig. Better in your voice. Yeah, Chris. sorry. Last duel, <laughs> best film. I would be one of us. Official stance. Best film of 2021. House of Gucci. Counselor again. No, you can just just be quiet for a Counselor rips. Oh my god. I don't know what you guys are talking about. All right, let me get to the finish line here. I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. Really, kind of emotionally manipulative first loves. Jesus, holy shit. <laughs> Brianna Middleton who plays the girl she just strings this dude along yeah. and I just I felt like if there was gonna be a big emotional hit point it was gonna be a point where he just fucking called her out on it was like no you're not a nice person and I feel like that was the one scene I wish we had gotten where he just tells her off and goes you're a really vain person yeah <laughs> I don't know that's, that's me. That's scene in the beginning. And then I shouldn't have asked you here for Christmas now that I think about it. Yeah, like, I'm like, like, I came uh, all the way out to your house for Christmas. Uh, now you're like, get out. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> brutal. Like, horrible. Super brutal. Don't date Brianna Middleton, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>